Well, actually, stories, they're like fingerprints. They are, everyone has their, they're unique to every single individual. So that's what the truly what a story is. It's, you know, it, it separates you from your competitions, how they identify you. With there's someone, when networking, I'm always going through with people do business with those they know, like, and trust. That story gets you over that, that gulf of knowing and liking and trusting you because they, people can identify with you more so because they can see themselves working with you because they know more about who you are. Welcome to Winning Strategies Playbook, the podcast where we welcome business leaders, CEOs, and industry experts to discuss the rise to the top, building wealth, and real estate insights. Here's your host, Jeremy Spann. Welcome to Winning Strategies Playbook. For more information on this show, you can go to our website, myexperiencedrealtor.com. That's experience with an ED for my fellow Marines out there. You know, because we're all Webster Dictionary graduates, right? Go to myexperiencedrealtor.com, click on podcast. You can download all these episodes from all the different platforms. And of course, if you're looking to buy and sell real estate anywhere on the planet, go to the landing page, click find a trusted professional, and then we'll get you with someone that is a great advisor to help you buy and sell real estate because not everybody out there is great, but we'll find you a great one. But we're not here to talk about real estate today. We are here as you click on that podcast button, go down to Jared Fitch and Jason Robertson. And gentlemen, welcome to the show. Jared and Jason, how are you doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having Thanks. Doing good. So for the audience, we share somebody in common, a very handsome man. <laughs> A very tall, handsome man (laughs) who only smiles about three times a year, I think. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. (laughs) Kevin Davis, for the audience out there, he's been on the show twice. You've already heard his story. You see what he's doing. He called me and said, look, if you want your show to be a success, then you've got to get Jason and Jared in here. And I was like, hey, I have nothing but females in my house, so I'm used to being told what to do. (laughs) So welcome to the show, guys. Glad you're here. My father-in-law, when I decided to start a, a podcast series, said, you got to do a joke. So now I do bad jokes. Mm-hmm. So that way, every time he listens to it, it annoys him. Mm-hmm. Right? So both of you guys are dads. So you're going to – I got one for you. All right. right. We're ready for Go it. Go for it. How can you tell it's a dad joke? Oh, I know this. I know this. When it becomes apparent. Ah, you're uh, the only one to Oh, my man. Yes, yeah. After all these bad jokes, right. you're the only one well, that actually knew the My daughter joke. gave me a dad joke book for Father's Day, and that was the one that resonated with me. I said, I like that one. I'm going to tell it to everybody. And you told it to me, so that's and, perfect. And, and for the audience, we did not plan this right. out. Right. Yes. We did not plan this it. out. That is that is awesome. It. Actually, I know my show has become a success <laughs> when my jokes are so bad that my guests know the answer. Right. Right? Wow. It's like, hey, we're going to come in on the show. We're going to, what dumb joke can he tell? Yeah. Oh, that one's going to be it. And we're going to have the answer. Like, I don't even know how to respond to that. Yeah, that's a good joke. Hey, Jason, man, man, you're, man, so that's why if look, these guys, all right. If you need to hire anybody, do it because he can already predict your future. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, what is it that you guys do? We tell stories. You tell mm-hmm. stories. We tell stories. Oh, we good. Because, see, I'm also full of shit, so I do it all the time, too. <laughs> <laughs> and we clean up stories, too. Yes. Right. It's, the, the, yep. Me would be a full-time job for you. <laughs> and we help people focus their stories. And really, because what separates companies and separates individuals is your story. Because we are in a society where... Basically, all businesses are really kind of commodities now. 
And that story is what truly separates you from your competition. It makes you, uh, you, you always talk about differentiators and telling that story is really what differentiates you from someone who's doing the exact same thing you're doing. So, wow. and everyone's story is unique to them. They're like fingerprints, everyone's story is unique. So. Interesting. Say that one more time with the fingerprints. What? Say, say that say that for me one more time. Well, actually, stories, they're like fingerprints. They are, everyone has their, they're unique to every single individual. So that's what a, truly what a story is. It's, you know, it, it separates you from your competition. It's how they identify you. Where there's someone, when networking, I'm always going through with people do business with those they know, like, and trust. That story gets you over that, that gulf of knowing and liking and trusting you because they, people can identify with you more so because they can see themselves working with you because they know more about who you are. So, mm-hmm. man. So, mm-hmm. anybody that's watching this show, mm-hmm. what they're seeing me do right now is take a selfie with these guys so mm-hmm. they can send it to Kevin Davis because when he said not only were you guys good looking, that y'all were articulate and that you were wise, that one stopped me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. That is one of the best ways I've ever heard anything put. Mm-hmm. Stories are as unique as your fingerprints. Well, and yeah. the, the idea comes from the idea that everything is a commodity. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that we are producing that's really unique and different. Very few companies out there have created something that no one else has ever thought of. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that's really separating you is why are you doing it? It's it's a story. The story is the only thing that's really separating you from yeah. from the competition. It's asking those simple questions that you know that are they seem like simple questions, but they're really hard. I, most people out there, if you ask their employees why you exist, a lot of people's employees, a lot of their customers can't really answer that question, and that story helps facilitate and actually push that question out to people where they actually can internalize it. Or I remember uh, one of my old companies I worked for, I was there a few months and I went and talked to someone who was my my senior director and I asked, how do we make money? And she was like, actually, I was here five years before I realized how we did that. And those are things which are so impactful. The fact these are very simple questions. Jason will talk about, you know, one of the questions asked, who has your money? <laughs> that's, a, that's an important question. Those are important, those are really important questions. Yeah, that gets at yeah. who your customers are. Yeah. And then yeah. the follow-up question is, why should they give you that money? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who has, has your money and why should they give it to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And those stories can help you answer those questions. And just really, and just that legacy of what you have. We've talked to so many business owners who their biggest fear is that when I'm gone, who can help take over this and take my legacy on and what I'm what I've dreamed here? Who can take that to the next generation? Who can take that? And stories help do that. It can help. It can help facilitate that trust. If someone knows your story and they care about your story, that's that buy-in that helps them really, you know, really take on and run with the baton of your business, of your legacy, and it moves on to the next to that next generation, and it goes on past you. So, and we ran into so many business owners who, who, who that's their fear, and we try to tell them, you know what, your story is unique, your story is special. Let us help you tell it. That's what we do. So, so let me guess, you guys were born with all this wisdom, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it comes through failures. It's come through working for other companies who didn't tell their story uh, correctly. I used to be the editor of the Dallas Business Journal, managing editor, and so many companies tried to pitch uh, themselves to get in our papers, and we realized that 
your story is all discombobulated. No one knows exactly what you do. I realized I was working so hard trying to get to the crux of what makes this company special. They, they just had poor storytellers. And so I went to TCU, got the MBA, and realized that we can start a program ourselves. We can start our own company helping people tell their stories. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do that. Let's back up a little bit. And mm-hmm. Jared, I'm going to start with you. Is Where you come from? Good. My background is I am a 20-year marketing Let's uh, go marketing veteran. beyond even further. Where now. am I where from? Was, where were you born? Jared Fitch is the quintessential military brat. I was actually born in the Philippines. I graduated high school in Germany, and I've been to all points in between (laughs) there. But, yeah, and just really, you know, ended up landing, going to the University of North Texas up in Denton, and met my wife there. We settled down, had a kid, and I know if I ever try to take my my in-law's grandson away, they'd probably shoot me on sight. So I'm a Texas guy now. So what, what branch of the military? Actually, both. My actually dad was Air Force. My parents got divorced. My mom joined the Army. Oh, wow. So my mom is the, she's one of the most amazing, toughest women I know. She is a first Gulf War veteran, you know, raised both my brother and I, you know, on our own, and just really just made sure we stayed on the straight and narrow. I mean, you hear so many tragic stories of what's the name of, you know, single parents and stuff like that. But my mom, she really just, she made sure my brother and I, you know, stayed on that straight and narrow. She's like five foot two, but can stare, can look down on me. (laughs) (laughs) Moms have that ability, right? I'm taller than you, but I'm scared. (laughs) Terrified of you, though, at the same time, Mm -hmm. right? Fear can be a bad thing, but also a very healthy thing in raising children. (laughs) So you're having this experience of everything from the Philippines to everywhere mm-hmm. else, do you think that helped shape your mm. perception on life? Yes. And what it did, it made me in the military. You're 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 a, you're a marine, so you know about just that. I won't say utopian like society, but the fact is that when you're in there, everyone. You don't go and like sometimes you see like in schools in the U.S. You see people separating themselves by race or separating themselves by race. like in when I was overseas, especially in Nuremberg, Germany, where I graduated high school. It was just like you know, it was almost like a TV show. That's my wife calls it. She thought like lived in like Say by the Bell or something like that <laughs> because the fact is everyone is like you know commingling with each other. It's like everyone is you know everyone's friends with each other. I have friends though. I've been out of high school twenty plus years now, but you know, I'm still connected with just you know just this rainbow coalition of friends of perspectives that you know, and we all see each other as equals on that. And that's what that growing up in the military has really just you know has really shaped that worldview for me. So. so so we talked about down this avenue before we came in here, right? Yes. So you're going around, growing up around this, you know, mm-hmm. we'll call it a modified utopia, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And then you step out here into the civilian world. Mm-hmm. Was it a bit of an eye-opening, like, uh-oh, that, we ain't in Kansas no more, Toto. <laughs> yes, it, it definitely is. Uh, it, it's changed. I, one of the most interesting things about me growing up as a military brat is, like, when you're military, People don't know when you're military, you move a lot. So you learned how to disconnect and, you know, re- restart new lives, new lives elsewhere. So one of the biggest things with me, it's hard for me to make deep connections because I always start, I have a tendency to see things temporary. It wasn't the fact that I got married and, you know, settled down and, and, you know, had a kid that, you know, things started seeing more permanent to me yeah. and knowing where, where I, where I want to be. So yeah, so it just really truly shaped my worldview on things. So, mm-hmm. so, you you land in Texas. You go to 
University of North Texas. You meet your incredible wife, mm-hmm. and naturally, y'all have a kid. So you're, as you said before, you're like, yeah, my child's mm-hmm. grandparents are not going to let mm-hmm. me leave the state. So mm-hmm. we're going to be here. What, yep. Where does your journey take you from there after college? Uh, where journey takes me from there after college? Uh, oh, honestly, uh, let me back up really quickly. Okay. Not only did I did I meet my wife there. I actually met my future business partner, Jason, there at the UNT 20 plus years ago. Back with, so, yeah, it is, you know, that right there is the other, you know, standing relationship. My business partner here, Jason, on that. So, but uh, after that, my journey took me through all avenues. I could, I consider myself a hybrid marketer. Okay. Really. Tell me, tell me more about that. What a hybrid marketer on me, what it is, is that. I you ever go to those offices and they have one marketing person who does the the trade shows and events, you know, writes the corporate newsletter, does the copy for the website, designs all the graphics for the websites, takes out the trash, walks the dog. That's what I did. And what's the name of mine? And that's how I kind of, you know, that's how I really shaped my career, really touching all aspects of it, taking projects from concept to implementation through completion. And that's, you know, and, and I love the, the flexibility I had early in my career with some of the jobs that because I was the only marketing guy, I ended up being the marketing expert. Sure, they didn't pay me much of anything, but, you know, I had those responsibilities of really, you know, they said, you know what, if you have a plan, we'll see what we can do within reason to actually make it happen. So they let me run with the ball on a lot of these things. And just and that's where I really got that love development of storytelling, understood how a story separates you. It was very interesting. Like I worked for one of our first companies was a company called uh, Tell Bailey, which they, they were in the commercial HVAC industry where they design, you know, grills, registers and diffusers for the ceiling air conditioning units. And those things are, you talk about commodity item, they are because you can't look up at your ceiling unit and see what company that is who makes it. So the only way to really separate it out was the fact is that that company had been around since 1846. So I really was able to go in and dive in and just pull out the richest of that story and talk about how this product was around through all these great moments in history. Basically, the span of this country, this product had been around from, you know, World War One and World War Two, the Vietnam through, you know, World Trade Center, all these things. This product had been around. So I was able to really try to connect the history of this product and the meaning of what this product is seen versus uh, to try and make it appeal to its audience, to our audience. So how, how did, I'm trying to think of my question again, mm-hmm. is how do you do that? Is that something that is just natural for you or was this a learned skill set for you? Honestly, it's listening. It's really, that's, uh, we have a process of the marketing mob. It's listen, understand, tell, and listen is the most important part of that. It's really just, you know, putting your ear and actually talking to people who had been there before and actually just sitting back and say, okay, tell me your story. And then compiling all that and then utilizing that into telling the brand story of the company. So so when you met Jason in college, did y'all even remotely have any idea or any desire to one day be business partners no, together? No, no, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> that was yeah. a very quick note. Yeah. Well, we, 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 we were fraternity brothers. Yeah, and we, we were, were both, just... Partying and you know, <laughs> trying to yeah. uh, 
trying to graduate. Yeah. So. Well, okay. actually, when I came out, he was actually, uh, to tell the truth, Jason was actually, his mindset was already on graduating. When I came yeah. up, because he had been in the fraternity for a few years, and he was in that stage, okay, partying's done, it's time for me to graduate, time for me to settle down. Yeah. He, and I was, you know, I was just really starting to get into the, to that life, there, mm-hmm. the party mm-hmm. life. So, uh, so we were on, we were on different paths at that time, and, you know, Jason can really take over and tell you about how our paths separated there, but then, you know, it came back together, you know, decades later, so. Okay, yeah. well, that's a good, that's a good segue. So yeah. where, where are you from, Jason? Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Son of a preacher. Son of a preacher. Yeah, yeah. No, we're the worst ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my dad is from the country, East Texas, and so he's a natural storyteller. And Preachers I to, generally are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're really good, really good. <clears throat> and so I, I grew up watching him sell Jesus, you know, to, yeah. uh, to the congregants. And I admired the way he could get people wrapped up in a story. I mean, by the end of it, they were on the edge of their seats, you know, ready to move, ready to act. And I started helping him write sermons. That was my gift. It wasn't necessarily standing in front of a crowd and preaching, but I love the writing part of it. So when I, when I graduated high school, I went to UNT. Mm-hmm. And I went into, I think I started off as pre-med, took a couple of botany courses, realized this is not, this is not what I want to do. No way. <laughs> Let me go with my first love, which is writing. And I took some journalism courses and I mean, I fell in love with it. I got a chance to interview different people, got a chance to find out what makes them tick, what, what are their fears, what are their passions, just love journalism. After college, I went to Dayton, Ohio, Worked for the Dayton Daily News as a business writer, then uh, the Detroit Free Press as an automotive writer covering business. And then I got a job at the Dallas Morning News, worked there for uh, four and a half years covering the business of healthcare. So that's my background. And then I started freelance writing for different magazines. And For the audience who yeah. may or may not know what that means, what is freelance writing? That means that you are an independent contractor, basically. Okay. And, and you supply writing. That, that's what freelance writing is. You are an independent contractor, and uh, different companies will hire you to, you know, write write an assignment. Okay. And so also what, I also wrote some books, too. I started writing books for a couple of politicians, both sides of the aisle, you know. And then we did a, a couple of uh, major league baseball players, wrote books for them, and business leaders. So would it be accurate to say you're the talker, you're the writer? Yeah. We often speak, but yeah, it's really uh, getting out there. I, I was intended to take care of a lot of the operations and the uh, what's going out there and networking and trying to, you know, business development type piece of it. And Jason is really just that, you know, really just nurturing the supply chain, making sure we, you know, make sure our, our story is really correct. So uh, we made a, you know, we made a pretty strong partnership. Little did we know when we met 20 plus years ago that, you know, it was that this was uh, a partnership that could actually work so on, on the part of it. So he, has a, he has a different gift than I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, his knack for organizing, being able to see the big picture, I, I think it's beautiful. And we butt heads, yep. but, but in the right kind of way. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I, it's, it's, I couldn't have asked for a better partner. Mm-hmm. Just the way he thinks, it, it really complements mm-hmm. the way I think. So you, you went to TCU's executive MBA program before... Yeah. You yes. did, Jared. Yes, he right? talked yeah. me into it, yes. Yeah. Were you all partners at the time? We were not. No. no. Okay, so. No. So when I went into TCU, I was actually, at that time, I was a managing editor of the Dallas Business Journal. And a quarter of the way into the program, I realized that I wanted to do something different. TCU has a way of 
spark in an entrepreneurial spirit, you know? And next thing you, you know, after one of the courses on entrepreneurship, I took the leap of faith, man. Was it with Ray Smiler? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Dr. Smiler, his his course, it just excited me. I took the leap of faith. And we, we, we joined one firm initially. I pulled Jared into it. Yeah, I re- actually, I saw that he joined the firm and I was sitting at my desk in my corporate job, uh, was saying, slowly dying. Uh, <laughs> and I saw his, I saw his change on LinkedIn. It was a smaller PR firm than yeah, yeah, I, I saw his change on LinkedIn. I was like, you know what? And like, I've always done corporate, corporate world. So I never did agency world beforehand. So I saw that what he was. What is the do- difference between corporate world and agency world? It's really the, it's the variety of projects that you do in the agency world where you're doing, you don't, you're not, you know, constantly talking about the same product or company over and over again. So that's really, that's really the huge difference on it. So, and your assignments are going to be more limited in the agency world where you're going to be, you know, in there for a project and, you know, for that, and you can move on to something completely different. So you could be talking about, you know, healthcare one day, next thing you can be talking about automotive, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it just really depends. Some well, some agencies specialize in certain in certain aspects of it, but most of them are really gonna be have that variety. Corporate world, it is really you work for this company, you do marketing for this company, and you take you have these these directives and one trick well, pony, yes. right? <laughs> yes. Once Whereas you get, yep. you're the whole herd when you're yes. an agency, right? <laughs> yes. You like how you know, like how I make yep. this like math for Marines, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like okay, let me for my Marines yeah, out there right. is like how do we break this down? Because mm-hmm. they're like that sounds really complicated. <laughs> yeah. So so you go do this executive mm-hmm. MBA program right. at TCU, which I think all three of us would agree is yeah. just this amazing program. Absolutely, right? my life. Yeah. Yeah. and you go to this company. Mm-hmm. You see his LinkedIn. Update. I pull him into the company. Oh, you I, call him and you're yeah, like, I, I call him. I reach out. You call I, him. Yeah, okay. call him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, what you doing? How you? Hey, want to meet you? <laughs> so you go to the company as well. Yeah, I go to the company. Right. Yeah, I reached out and, and I he said, you know, send me your send me your resume. I'll, I'll give it to the person who ran the company. And that person was like, you know what? So he you know so he does events and he does marketing and he writes and all the other things like that. He's a unicorn. I want to bring him on. I want to talk with him. So we talked and we was him. I did like you know both roles for a while. But then eventually made that leap and actually joined the agency. So mm-hmm. okay. So what year? When? When? What year was that? That that, that, was, that was that was actually twenty nineteen. The twenty nineteen. No. 2019? Yeah. Yeah. Those. Uh, no. Those. Yeah, it's 2019. Yeah, yeah it would be 2019. Yeah, first part 2019. Yeah, for, it yeah. didn't work out well. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that company did not work kind of out well. Apart. What right, you mean? Right. Getting to success <laughs> isn't just a smooth <laughs> pattern. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, no, it would make for a better story later. So it, it, it did not. It did not yeah. go well. So what we decided to do was to start our own company. Mm-hmm. We realized that uh, we started looking at our resumes, mm-hmm. our backgrounds, and I was like, you know what? Why not? Yeah, I mean, we've got the experience. Let's mm-hmm. just take a leap of faith and do when it. When was when was that? When you twenty nineteen? Yeah, this was okay. July. Okay. Of July. July. So in the same year, y'all go to this company is also the same year you exit the company. Yes. Mm-hmm. So y'all were a lot smarter than me when I had my bad experience. <laughs> that took a couple of years. You were like, no, we've been here right. five minutes. And it's time to roll, baby. Right. 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 It was, yeah. It was, yeah, we had to. We 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 saw like you know every litmus test that we had. It all said oh, yeah. it's time to jump ship yeah. and, and start our own. Mm-hmm. And now you're still in the program. No, no I'm, I'm still. Okay, you've graduated. I've by graduated that. from the program. Okay, you've graduated from the program. No, he, no, he was, no, you were still in the program at the time. Oh, at the time. Yes, yeah, so yeah, at, at the time. time. Yes, at, the at the time, time. I was still and, in the program. But you haven't done the program. I at haven't this done point. the program now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and you're getting close to the end of being in the same executive MBA program yes, at TCU. Mm-hmm. So 
what drew you to come to the program at that point? What drew me to go to the program, number one, is him not stop talking about it, how great it was. <laughs> and we then, call that bragging rights, and by the way. Of course, you know, uh, talking to our, our, our mutual friend, no, Kevin. Right here, I'll get it right here. Or was he going, look, man, not everybody can go to TCU. Yes. <laughs> So he was talking really, the joke the, is that I didn't want to be the only one in debt. Yes. So I needed you to, uh, need to join the team. Yeah. Hey, why as partners should we be $100,000 in debt when we're going to be $200,000 in debt? You'll never go home, baby. Because honestly, my whole mentality was, you know what, uh, he's paying all this money for the NBA, but we're partners, so I'm going to be making the same money as him without all the debt. So why would I do yeah, this? Yeah, I don't think <laughs> fair. Right? So, yeah. But then I got out there and I started talking to people. When I started to get started networking in North because I never, of course, never ran a business before, and I was getting a bunch of different advice from a lot of different sources, and I had no way of discerning what was good advice versus what was bad advice. Verifying which is good, which yes. is bad, mm-hmm. right? So it really just like, and I, and I saw like some of the conversations that, you know, Jason and Kevin were having that they were able to, you know, you know talk on a level I didn't feel like I was able to talk on yet. So what you're describing right there is is the the business language, right? Yes. Like like like, like you can learn Mandarin, mm-hmm. right. you can learn Spanish, yes. mm-hmm. you can learn English. Mm-hmm. Business has its own language as well. Oh, yes. Right? Its right. own mm-hmm. words and stuff like that that if you might be able to well, I think as we all learned is Khan Academy is a great tool for going through any MBA yes. program. Yeah. You go, what? Oh, 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 he just mm-hmm. explained that in five minutes. But you learn that Words matter, yes. mm-hmm. but if you don't understand what those words are and mm-hmm. you're trying to utilize those words right. inside of a meeting, mm-hmm. you're gonna I, you're gonna self-identify as the person that does not know what the hell they're talking about. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a swim test you have right. to pass. Yeah. Yeah. There's a swim test. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And, absolutely. And it definitely helps with that. Mm-hmm. So you 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 had completed the program before you started. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. that must have been like right up, like you were just finishing and then you just starting, right? Yes. So, yeah. I yeah. started in, yeah, in August 2020. Actually, I made that decision like within a two week time frame. They were getting ready to start the course and I was like, I was like, okay, you know what? Let me guess, you get a call from Kevin Dennis. Yeah. We actually, <laughs> I'm actually, actually, I, no, I actually called Kevin. I actually called Kevin and said, you know what? I think I'm ready to do this. He had talked to me about Jason and Kevin talked to me about beforehand. I was like, you know what? I think I'm I think I'm ready to do this. He was like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so and you know, I went through the the whole interview process like within a two week time span, all via Zoom because this is you know uh, this is right in the midst of COVID. So and yeah, and let's let's jump into mm-hmm. that because. Yeah. All three of us did the same exact program. Mm-hmm. You and I probably had more of a similar experience mm-hmm. than both of y'all had a similar experience. I think so. Yeah. In going through the program, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're going through it, and then boom, yeah. the world closes. Yeah, the world was already closed by the time I started. So you start August 2020. Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. going in there mm-hmm. with a whole different set yeah, of with all mask on and stuff like that. Everything was up in the air. You know the the, the class trip. We still haven't taken it. We have, you know, usually it takes halfway through the program, but we still haven't taken it. They're still talking about moving it to the end of the program for us. The class prior to us didn't even get a chance to take that trip. And, yeah, it was, you know, going in there with the mask on and just, you know, dealing with the different personalities of people, you know, 
wanting to have masks and not having masks and what comfort level they had. Half the class, that was, I still have not met several members of my class in person. Wow. Uh, because, you know, they're coming in via Zoom. And so there is that huge just like, you know, th- there is some opportunity loss, I feel, there when it came and just some experience uh, loss, I feel, that, that I that our class experienced. But there but then there's also something else that only we can really bond with yeah. about what we've had to go That's through. Great. Yeah, really unique yeah. because mm-hmm. you're able to go, hey, look. Mm-hmm. You've had to overcome a certain amount of adversity going mm-hmm. through the program that you and I right. almost can't even comprehend, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yep. I mean, because we were, we were with people face-to-face whether we oh, liked yeah. them or not. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Let's face it. There's at least one person in the class right. that you're like, I don't hate you, but I damn sure don't love you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a thing. Like, you know, and a lot of times for me personally, it's that after-class stuff. Where people go out and drink and you know go out and, and uh, you know grab something to eat and just hang out with each other. You find out it, what the names of each other's kids are. Yes, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. That's when you get that part right. out of it. Yes, yeah. and I feel like I missed out because I because I've. I've been more cautious about what, about things going going forward here with with COVID, and for me it was like you know I'm not going to do that because I don't want to bring this back onto my kids or whatever. So. Yeah, so it's so I feel like I've missed out on a lot of that piece of it there. But the, you know, the interesting thing mm-hmm. is when doors of opportunity seem to have closed, mm-hmm. right? Is when they're the biggest opportunities that mm-hmm. are there. We just yes, we got to find them, yes. right? So, I'll give you an example: is I've got a group of investors we developed a fund. Mm-hmm. We're massively acquisitioning mm-hmm. single family rentals mm-hmm. right and and people are like how can you pick these things up in, in a market where there's no inventory mm-hmm. it seems like there was no opportunities and I yeah. said that's when the biggest opportunities are mm-hmm. it's just harder to find them yes. you know you got to mm-hmm. peek through it but when you find it then it becomes unique because those opportunities that you identify mm-hmm. with are going to be opportunities that you have a closer proximity or understanding or connection with mm-hmm. that will be harder for someone like you and I, mm-hmm. Jason, to, to understand mm-hmm. what that means that Jared's gone through that, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, he's got a little bit of a different perspective, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that is great, so my wife is my business partner, mm-hmm. and uh, which is good and good. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was going to say good and bad, but she listens She's to me listening. sometimes. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but, but when you have different perspectives as business partners, mm-hmm. that's actually a good thing, yes. right? Because it allows you to reduce the the you're reducing the chances of being stuck in some blind spots mm-hmm. because you're going to see things mm-hmm. that you're not yes. going to see, Jason. That's mm-hmm. right. and Jason, you're going to see things that Jared, you're not going to see. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, that's what helps you grow, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you got to do the college trip. Oh, matter of fact. We, we were talking to us about yeah, that there. Right. We got to see each other yeah, on that trip. I, I, I saw you in Budapest. Didn't know who you were. Like, who's this loud talking guy? <laughs> <laughs> and we're in Budapest. And yeah, it's like, it was great. It so was a great, great, great my, trip. My daughter, I, tra- I travel a lot, as it is, you know, for that was that was part personal and part business trip, actually, mm-hmm. for me. I had an old acquaintance that was in Austria. So we went to Austria after Hungary that had a significant amount of real estate that was passed down to him. And I went there to meet with him because mm-hmm. being a part of the Sotheby's brand is we have a yeah. global presence. And okay. he was looking to liquidate mm-hmm. many of those things. And he was like, hey, 
I, I need someone to help give me some guidance on how do I find the right person to help me do that. Mm-hmm. So we were going to go there anyways. My daughter had just graduated high school. So we were like, hey, this is perfect because we can go take her on this big, long, month-long senior trip, senior mm-hmm. graduation trip, and hit a bunch of places, and then I can hit some business meetings along the way. Some of them get written off, which always, you know, is a help and all that, yeah. you know. Of course, I was trying to write parts of it off, and my CPA was like, you can't write that portion off. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, when you're hanging out in Lake Como, yeah. and I don't mean Lake Como for Worth. Yeah. I'm talking about Lake Como in Italy. Yeah. He's like, ah! And I was like, well, the answer's always no unless we ask, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so it was really interesting. Is So we were there, and so Sean Carr mm-hmm. in your class, right. I think he probably saw me at posted something and he was like dude we're in budapest and i was like hey let's get together and have a drink yeah and then there was many members of your class that were there we uh, came over there and it was like hey guys what's going on and I then we bought drinks for us too mm-hmm. that's I probably think, yeah. that's my yeah. mo right. <laughs> <laughs> hey you might not do business with me but i'm gonna get you drunk as shit so <laughs> you know yeah. you're everybody's friend when you're picking up the tab right yeah. <laughs> you're like i don't like them but i do for the next five minutes yeah. <laughs> and so so it was great you know to be able to do that because it is exciting because this world Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and you know, there's a lot of people. A lot, and you alluded to this earlier, right? Is how people feel about things, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's mm-hmm. the riots, whether it's mm-hmm. who's president now, who was president yesterday, who was yeah. what, right? There's right. all these different. There's all this turmoil, right? Mm-hmm. And what we all forget is the world, as large as it is, is actually really small, yes. right? Mm-hmm. How yes. small yes. of a world is it yes. that? As an executive MBA alumni of TCU, I'm in Budapest at the same time your yeah. class, Jason, is there. And then as soon as I knew it, and, and, and all of it, matter of fact, we had a really nice reservation at our big thing that we do when we travel mm-hmm. is we, let me back up a little bit. To me, when you want to experience a culture you're not familiar with, you can do that through food, mm-hmm. right? right. Yes. Food many times tells a story. Goulash. Oh, yeah. Goulash. Oh, goulash, baby. <laughs> and, and so when we plan our trips, mm-hmm. we actually plan it around restaurants that I research, mm-hmm. right? Very nice. And many of these restaurants, mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate to be successful in business that mm-hmm. I could go afford to go to some of these two and three star Michelin restaurants mm-hmm. for these unique culinary experiences. Mm-hmm. And we actually had a reservation at a Michelin restaurant mm-hmm. right after meeting with you guys. And so, but it was exciting. And I was like, you know, so here it is, Laura and Maggie are trying to get ready and getting dressed up and, and to go. And, and she was like, this is what you're going to wear. You look like a modified homeless person and hungry. <laughs> because I had grabbed the wrong set of attire for our one nice restaurant thing. But it was great because I was able to go, hey, I, I, I want to go see everybody because how cool is it that by coincidence we happen to be in, in, in the same country at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so that was fun, even though it was 45 minutes, an hour or whichever. It was just still fun to be able yeah. to do that and to be able to, you know, I had totally forgotten about it till you mentioned it before we came in here, right? And then, but that's that's the interesting thing is when you go through a program like TCU and you're building businesses such as you both are, mm-hmm. is you, you, you really see the world in a different capacity. But mm-hmm. Let me expand on that a little bit. The capacity being that there are... It's not, I'm going to try to crack my words here. 
everybody thinks it's all based on miles, but a lot of times it's the inches, mm. right? It's those mm-hmm. little things. Yes. You get to go, man, that's really cool. Mm. Or see Zan Carter going, hey, man, we got one of our alumni that's here right now. And you're all like, hey, listen, we want to go partying. Well, he's picking up the tab. Okay, we're in, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, so, and so you get to do that. And even though it's a small segment of time, it's just something really cool, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what that does is that that helped the, the, every human being. And you, this is, man, you're, 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 Everybody's story and like fingerprints—they're all individuals, yes. right? Mm-hmm. You, man, you—well, you invoked something to me when you said that. <laughs> Is but when you said that, it was just like you know what? At the end of the day, we actually, as different as we are as human beings, mm-hmm. whether <clears throat> tall, short, mm-hmm. skinny, bigger, yeah. male, female, black, white, mm-hmm. Muslim, Christian, whatever, mm-hmm. right—all these things that separate us. When we get, those are what I call the miles. Those are the big ones, mm-hmm. right? When we separate those, there's really not a lot of those. You realize mm-hmm. we got a lot of inches yes. that we actually have in common, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's been part of the problem with this. Well, the world's always had this problem, but I really feel like it's been aggravated here in the last year and a half. People are so focused on the miles that if we focused on the inches of all the things we do have in common, right. mm-hmm. a lot of this bullshit would go away. Right? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It, it, right? Look, yeah. th- throughout history, whenever we've had real change, it's because someone effectively told the story that got everybody around it so we can all feel the same. Mm-hmm. The civil rights movement, those stories, the images that you saw of water hose, you know, mm-hmm. teenagers, people people got that. Yeah. You know, that, mm-hmm. that, that story resonated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're able to start at some faraway place and you tell your story and there's something in that story that hooks the listener or the reader, all of a sudden you can take them wherever you want them to go because they're with you. Yeah. Their mm-hmm. stories have connected. Yep. Yeah. There's an intersection and it's the same way with business. Mm-hmm. And you nobody know? likes change, right? Nope. Right. I like change. I'm, 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 I'm a pivot person, mm-hmm. man. Matter of fact, I like change so much. My wife is like, can you be consistent about one damn thing in your <laughs> yes. life, right? Yes. And, and, and we've got another, mm-hmm. and we've got another major story going on right now, mm-hmm. right? 46 years after we did a very poor job of exiting out of Vietnam, mm-hmm. we're doing a very poor job of exiting out of Afghanistan mm-hmm. right now, right? And there's a major story and it going on. And I was with one of my old Marine Corps buddies mm-hmm. yesterday. He came by to get me. We're building mm-hmm. another company. And we were sitting here talking about it. It's like, look, hey, we're, look, we were the ones that were on the ground doing this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we're the first to go, we don't want to be there for 20 years. Yeah. But there's a definitely a better way to get the hell out of here yeah. than what this is, mm-hmm. right? And so people are like, "What do y'all think?" And you're like, "Man, it's it's conflicting for us, right?" Mm-hmm. Is man, we 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 left a lot of blood on the ground only to be, be able to watch it go away like this. But we're, on the other side of it is like, but we didn't want to stay any longer to leave any more blood on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just it's this, you know. But how do we all come together to tell a good story to go, hey? What lessons can we learn? What mm. what focus can we put on this to go? What lessons can we learn that we did it wrong twice? Mm. You know, and technically, when you when you well, almost technically, kind of a hybrid is yeah. you look at we did the same thing in Korea, right? Yes. Except you know we made the DMZ zone and mm. separated North one continent into two. Mm-hmm. So we're we're kind of building a little bit of a history yeah. of really screwing this up really bad, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is what can we learn and take from that mm. that allows us to heal and come together mm-hmm. and go, hey, look, at the end of the day, we're still all in this together, yes. right? Mm-hmm. You know, the last I checked, 
what what color is your blood? I think it's still red. In your color? It's, it's red. red. It's red. It's red. Mine, yeah. mine is red. Yeah. Or my, as my wife would say, dark. <laughs> like, you're dark soul sometimes. But, but that's the thing. is like, is like how, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. So with you guys being expert storytellers, mm-hmm. how would you tell that story? Yeah. Honestly. Not it, totally threw that landmine out there and threw you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, go ahead, Jason. Well, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> He's like, thanks for not jumping on that one. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I won't get political, but I, I will say that it depends on who tells the story. I, I've ghostwritten books for politicians on the right side of the aisle and those who are on the left. And um, talking about the same set of facts. But it just depends on who's telling a story. What parts do you leave out? What parts do you include? What parts do you really stress? You know. So I, I would say it's really important on who tells the story. And also, I would just add that not just who tells the story, it's how you tell a story, how honestly you're telling the story. Because I think if you get so many, again, I don't want to get too political, but if you get some of these politicians here, or who are, or especially the talking, I think it's less the politicians, more the talking heads on, you know, on some of the, the cable networks, both sides there. If they would actually really tell a true story, not focused on, you know, trying to appease what or they push an agenda, push, push an or, agenda yeah. or what they perceive as the red meat that their audience wants to hear yeah. and really be honest and tell the truth with themselves when they know better. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's what helped out also because there is a, there is something, there is one thing to tell a story. There's another thing where it is you're where you're selling BS. Yeah, and you want you what we what we try to focus on when we when we help people tell a story is that honesty. We go back to the fact that people do business or talk with people they know, like, and trust. By trusting that last word, we were talking about this before we got in the air here. Trust is something which is so huge. Mm-hmm. And how can you trust someone who's not honest with you? Man, and you know there's something. Yeah, you're 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 hitting right on the one of my buttons that I just yes. get really passionate about is guess what? The truth is the truth. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. and sometimes facts. it's very pretty. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's very ugly. Yes. But it's still the truth. And like we were talking about out there, right? The mm-hmm. biggest liar in the room is the one in the mirror. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Rip the bandaid off. Yep. Tell the truth. And guess what? In my experience in life of almost half a century now, uh, <laughs> is People don't have to like me telling the truth, but mm. they'll at least respect me for yes. telling the truth, mm-hmm. right? So, like on Kevin Davis's episode, mm-hmm. first episode, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I was like, "Yep, let's let's go ahead and dive into this, right?" Yep. You know, grew up in a rural time town. You know, mm-hmm. never never met a black person in my life till I got to the Marine Corps. Did I have biases? Hell yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Right? It was an environment I grew up in. It was very hard. Mm-hmm to come out and say something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Because the first thing we're worried about is, oh, what are people going to say about me? What are they going to judge of me? What are they right. going to think of me? Right. And at the end of the day, I'd rather look at them and go, hey, I, you know, they can make whatever assessments or judgments of me mm-hmm. they want, but the one thing I know that they're all going to agree on is, mm-hmm. well, some bitch was honest about it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, <clears throat> when you have, when you tell the truth, Regardless if somebody likes you, doesn't like you, mm-hmm. loves you, doesn't love you, agrees, doesn't agree with you, mm-hmm. at least they can say, well, at the end of the day, we can trust them. Yes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And that comes back to that word we were talking about before we came in here is mm-hmm. trust. Mm-hmm. You guys being partners, trust in a partnership. No, I, look, we're all married, right? Mm-hmm. Look, trust is the is the hardest thing in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is because 
I, we don't go do anything that makes our lives not trust us anymore, but do we sugarcoat something sometimes? <laughs> hell yeah, we do, especially depending on our wife's mood. Like, right. no, hell no, I ain't coming out on that right now. <laughs> no, 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 I am not bringing that one up. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 honey, those jeans absolutely really look great right now. Nope, nope, perfect. Right? <laughs> or whatever the situation may be is, but when when you when you come together and you're sitting there going, okay, man, we're going to have to trust each other. Mm-hmm. But when two humans that you even said, mm-hmm. Jared, yes. fingerprints are all individual, yes. not the same. Yeah. You come together, that, that trust is tested every time. Mm-hmm. Maybe not because someone's trying to do something that's distrustful. It's because you have two different perspectives yes. on the same event. Right. Mm-hmm. That that's when trust gets tested because you, you can actually get to a point. It's like we were talking about Kevin Davis, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he is one of my most trusted advisors, mm-hmm. and it's mainly because he's never going to agree with anything that I agree yes. with, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, is I can trust mm-hmm. that he's going to tell me what time it is. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not just going to give me some you know fairy tale story because that trust is going to be tested. And at the end of the day, you can go well. One thing I can trust mm-hmm. about my business partner is. I can trust that he's going to tell me the truth, even even when it hurts, even when I don't agree, and everything else, right? Yeah. And that is hard being business part. I I don't know if you guys would agree with me, and I want you to elaborate on this. Is to me, I have an opinion that a business partner relationship is harder than a marriage with your spouse. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's run with that one. Well. It, it, it depends. It, here's what I would say that it's helped Jared and I is that we believe honest intent. I know where his heart is. Mm-hmm. And because I believe honest intent, we can have an argument and not completely disrupt our business because I know where his heart is. Mm-hmm. I know that he really cares about what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so that that actually yeah. helps. Our, that's the anchor of our it, trust is that mm-hmm. we believe honest intent. We believe honest intent, yeah. And it's not so much that tr- what, what I'm trying to do. It's also the fact of just caring. We care about each other's families. Like I said, I, I've, 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 I've known his wife for 20 years. He's known my wife for 20 years. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, he went to my, he, his brother's family. I remember going to his wedding. Uh, you know, he was, you know, this is what, you've been married how many years yeah, now? Uh, 19. 19, 19 years. Yeah, I remember yeah. being there. So we've seen our families, our, our worlds, girls like that. So it's that, it, that and he's he's my my frat brother, too. And not only frat brother, we're, we're brothers. Mm-hmm. More so than anything. I've, you know, I have my own brother, everything, biological brother but also have this brother here that, you know, and there's that trust in there where the fact is, you know, and then, you know, the number one thing they say that breaks up relationships is money. Well, first sign of trust, they'll never trust each other is that when one of us got a got a check for this company and we said, okay, we're going to split this a certain way and we followed through on that. And, you know, because sometimes it's hard, because especially, I mean, when we first started, he took a contract job and it was like if he could have, uh, take, it was uh, it was you know well paying contract job uh, that he was doing you know all the work for, but he brought the check home and he split it with me and my family while we were getting this business started up there. So I know right there is like you know I can this is someone that I can go through the fire with, 
And he and he feels the same way with me because I I was doing the same thing with him. We would bring in, you know, I would do something where I would go out and, you know, get a contract there where I was doing the majority of the work where he wouldn't touch it, but, you know, I brought the check home and we, you know, put it in the account and we split. It's like, you know, here's your cut. Here's my cut. Here's the business cut. Because we need to girl, the girl there, and that's there's that's a trust right there, especially dealing with money. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. a huge trust. Money will test yes. trust more than anything, yes. right? What? What you talking? Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you, that is the truth <laughs> yes. teller right yeah. there, yeah. and yeah. that's why I you know, use this saying on. Ask Judas. That's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 man, I use this saying that I'm going to tell you. I'm not, I don't even know how many yep. shows, and I, I raise my daughter, telling her like, look. Reputation cannot be bought with money. Mm-hmm. It can only be built with time. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Time is a commodity. We can't buy more of or get a refund on mm-hmm. it once spent. Mm-hmm. But you can lose that reputation in a matter of seconds mm-hmm. and over yes. a single dollar. Yes. Right? Wow. And that is, mm-hmm. and that's, and you're right, is let's be honest. You got, you got to tell each other the truth, not just in when times are difficult, but you also got to trust each other not to tell each other what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, man, if I need you to tell me what time it is, I need you to tell me mm-hmm. what time it is. Yes. Don't, don't, don't give me some, you know, Walt Disney, you know, mm-hmm. fairy tale stuff. Tell me what time it is because if you've got that trust, mm-hmm. because here's, 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 man, this is where I get really excited, guys. Mm-hmm. When you have trust like the both of you guys have, mm-hmm. you're unstoppable. Right. It's mm-hmm. a superpower, mm-hmm. right? There is no competition. Right, mm-hmm. you guys don't have competition. No, mm-hmm. you you're really competing with each other to stay trustful, mm-hmm. retain the integrity, and everything else. You're competing to deliver that value for your clients. All the other competitors out there, mm-hmm. they're just other businesses. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Right, that's exactly. And, it. and so now being in business with each other, y'all are now two years into business, right? Yes. Two years. Mm-hmm. Two years. Two years. years. Yeah, right. life has changed. Quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I ran for office. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yep. he was my campaign manager, so <laughs> yeah. it still worked out. Yeah. Hey, well, it must have, you, well, something came out of it. You still hey. trust him. Yeah. <laughs> still trust him. Yeah. And he was trying to be a politician. You still trust him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and we're, we're still good. We've refined our business model even more mm-hmm. to where we've got four solid products. We stay in our lane. Mm-hmm. To God be the glory, man. We're mm-hmm. making it work. Yeah. That's making awesome. Work. Yeah. So what would you say in the two years of building your partnership has been like some extreme challenges like man we didn't oh, man, we didn't calculate for it, that one that it's really trying to for me it's really focusing who we are yeah, so I talked about yeah talk oh, about the yeah. Cl- yeah it's uh we've had situations <laughs> where we were scope creep was a huge thing yes where I we had one client which was you know where it was they were doing a restaurant and I was you know, we're trying to write stories, and I was thinking, but what I was out there, you know, trying to source cups for their restaurant, yeah. <laughs> and what's they even trying to find, you know, b- uh, boxes so they could put their product in, and like these are things like I didn't sign in to do this, so we, you know, we had to had a real earlier this year, we had a real just uh, come to Jesus meeting with each other, and say, you know what, we need to focus ourselves, mm-hmm. we need to get back to reason why we did this. It is to tell stories clearly and effectively for our clients. Yeah. And we figure out, identify, you know, four, four base platforms there. It is, you know, it's books, books and manuscripts are our number one, our number one thing that we do. That's what separates. That's what makes us unique is the fact is that we can write your book more effectively, more efficiently than anyone else. 
and that's go and that's ghost writing. Basically, you know, stand in the back and make sure that you get you are on stage and you get and you get the glory. So we we do that piece of it. Then we also have white papers that we write for companies. We have but uh, for the audience, what does that mean? White papers. White papers. It's uh, a research paper. Mm-hmm. Research yeah. paper. So think okay. of it yeah. like a literary form of your your business plan, mm-hmm. all okay. expanded out, mm-hmm. answering the questions of who has your money and why should they give it to you. That's okay. that's the, the white papers that we do. Okay, mm-hmm. and then go into ghost ghost story, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or ghost 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 writing. Ghost yeah, writing. Yeah. All right, explain that one for them. Yeah, so this is fun. This is where you actually get inside the head of a person. And you become their mouthpiece. You are their words. That a sounds lot of dangerous it, sometimes. Yeah, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, a lot of the executives we write for, they they have a story. They just don't have time to tell it. Or yeah. the talent sometimes. Or the talent. <laughs> yeah, stringing yeah. sentences yeah. together, it can be kind of tough yes. to be able yeah. to write yeah. an active voice and make it engaging for the reader and so that's where we come in with our expertise without changing your message we still speak in your voice we're still jeremy when we write for you how do you do i mean how that that's to me that does not seem like a learned talent that seems like a natural talent that you either have the ability to do that or not in my opinion some of it is that and some of you can train yourself it goes back to what jerry was talking about listening listening understanding and then we tell it, but but listening is so key. We we listen to how people phrase things, what they get excited about. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about your dad jokes. You you light up every time you mention your business partner is your wife. Man, mm-hmm. I pick up on those things. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm writing for you, I'm gonna stress those things. And if I'm writing an article about you or a speech that you're giving, I'm gonna make sure that that's front and center because that's who you are. That's that's you being authentic. Mm-hmm. Man, that's. You know, one of the things I'm always absolutely amazed by this show is, you know, when we all started the executive MBA program, one of the very first things we hear is you don't know what you don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. right. And even the things I think I know about, that's why I was like, okay, wait a minute. I've, I know of white papers and I know of ghost writing, mm-hmm. but I really didn't know what either one of those meant until y'all just mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, oh, like, mm-hmm. okay, that's. Yes. That's really that's yeah. really interesting, and it sounds like look if you want to go diving into people's brains, <laughs> that's that's something that yeah. you 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 you've got to want to do something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I had some experience doing that. So mm-hmm. I worked violent sex crimes as a detective for wow. PD. I was mm-hmm. very effective at catching especially serial predators mm-hmm. because I had to dive into their mind mm-hmm. and figure out where they were going to strike next. Mm-hmm. What was their mo? What yeah. was it about? the victims that they chose, the geographical locations that mm-hmm. they chose. And that's the reason I was at <laughs> kind of made the comment. I was like, that sounds like that can be dangerous mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. once you climb between somebody's ears, mm-hmm. you you don't forget what you learn. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's between their ears, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also is just that thing what what's just meeting you today. People when they see you or they hear the podcast, oh here's you know here's Jeremy Spann. He has this, his podcast, his entertaining podcast, and you know he's, he's he's successful. They don't know about that story that you have behind you. What got you to this point? And when you told us that, it's like we were just captivated by you telling your story earlier today when we met when we met up front. It I'm wasn't sure. an elevator that went straight to the top. No, <laughs> <laughs> there, it was yeah, like the Empire State Building. We had every floor all the yeah, way up. Right? You, you, you had some serious steps that you had to uh-huh. take, and it wasn't a straight shot. That zigzag yeah. is uh, that zigzag is real, and people don't understand that. Yeah. They, they see they see the peak of that iceberg, but you know what? It wasn't that peak that took down the Titanic. It was the whole iceberg. It's a zigzag that makes it interesting. <laughs> people want to know that. They want to yeah. know the struggles. How 
mm-hmm. you almost lost it all, how you yep. did lose it all, mm-hmm. and, and and fought your way back. Yep. And that's, that's what, what this show's want. about. That's yes. it, right? Mm-hmm. This show is about, hey, look, it, you know, it, there's a lot of people that are, you see the results. Yes. You mm-hmm. see the fruit yes. that the tree has produced, mm-hmm. but they didn't see what was what all went into yep. right. planting the tree, growing the tree, mm-hmm. curing the tree, and everything else, or how many hell storms, wind storms, fires, mm-hmm. and everything else that go through that. Or the that. manure, the fertilizer. <laughs> right, the manure, all yep. the shit that came with it, right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what it <is. laughs> and, 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 that's, and, and that's what, so Aaron, my producer, she did an incredible job of spending months with me, of asking me so many questions, because I was like, I've wanted to do a podcast for two years, and she's like, "Well, what do you what do you want to do?" And I was like, "I don't know. I just I, I feel like this is, you know, I feel like I'm a pretty good storyteller, mm-hmm. but I'm more interested by other people's stories, mm-hmm. right? I, like, it's just I'm intrigued by people. You know, mm-hmm. it goes back to that Marine Corps thing, right? Is I go growing up from a rural area, and then I meet just about every different culture you could ever hear mm-hmm. from people that were not only all over the U.S., but were mm-hmm. not even born in the U.S. Yes. Mm-hmm. And finding out, it was like, oh, they got an interesting story there. And mm-hmm. I just became intrigued by people. And Erin did a really good job of interviewing me. And she goes, you know what? Here's what it is. Your, your, your podcast is going to be targeting high performers, intellectuals, and successful folks mm-hmm. that got there. How did we get on the show? <laughs> Kevin, you know, Kevin was like, hey, these guys got a journey. They've been through some shit, right? <laughs> it, it, but it was to be able to right, right. tell, to, to be able to show people. Actually, if I had to sum it up, this show is really codependent for all of us, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> we get to sit there and listen to the different episodes and go, I'm not alone. Yes. Right? Oh, wow. You can actually screw up in this world mm-hmm. and still be successful. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or guess what? To be successful, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're going to go be a part of a new company you're going to mm. come into it, and then months later, you're all going to be like, nope, we're out, right? You know, <laughs> yep. Because anytime we go home to our families mm. and say, oh, yeah, hey, we're going to change jobs again, mm. they love hearing that. And then especially I can I – because can, I've been there. Mm. Hey, not only did we – you know, Jason and Jared, we came together to go to this company. We decided it's not going to work out, but instead we're going to go home or go broke. We're going to start our own business. Yeah. I'm sure the spouses were like, "Yeah, that's, mm. that sounds great." <laughs> My wife was the most patient being on the planet. I can just tell you that. She, in a year's time frame, I quit my job, quit a second job, started a new company, and decided, "Hey." I'm going to go spend a hundred plus thousand dollars on going to school. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, that's yeah. A, uh, a, it's, yeah, and just her patience and just, you know, uh, willingness to like, and just, I give her so much credit because mm-hmm. uh, there are times, if anyone who's been on this entrepreneur, on this journey, there have been times where you're like, you know what, this isn't worth it. I just want to go, I, I give up because it's not, things aren't mm-hmm. going the right way. And to her credit, she said, no, I want you because this is your dream. I know you're not going to be happy going well, back to and, what and you're that's doing. that's it. It's the yeah. fear of mm-hmm. not jumping. Yes. Your wife mm-hmm. was like my wife, and mm-hmm. they know that we could not live with ourselves if mm-hmm. we did not jump. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of how much money we're spending, mm-hmm. if we didn't take that leap, that would just 
we, we would yeah. run. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, oh, there's no way I could live with myself. The, the thing is, we've already taken the leap. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. The thing is now is like, okay. Are that we wasn't looking, just a leap. That was a pole vault, <laughs> yeah. right? Are, are, are we looking for those life preservers? <laughs> then are we taking that right, leap right, right, or right. looking to grab onto some rock? But the thing is, it's, you know, it's just the patience that both our wives have had to, that, you know, that to keep encouraging us to say, you know what? Yeah, it, it's going to be hard today, but you know what? I'm with you. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's better to do something terrifying, right? Because yeah, right. it is starting your own business, right? Yeah. Is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Dropping a hundred more than a hundred k on an education mm-hmm. that you know that that's terrifying, yeah. right? And hey, let's face it, we're not in our twenties, right? Yeah. We're not young men, right? <laughs> and you're just like, hey, man, uh, you know, I mean, I'm you know mid forties. I mean, this sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Let's go do this, right? <laughs> so it's all terrifying. Like a recent example of this is so I got a couple of companies. You know, got the fun, got the real estate stuff, restaurant, all this other mm-hmm. stuff, but. Part of my real estate fund is these properties need to be maintained, mm-hmm. right? And and I had this uh, young guy that came to work with me on this about a little over a year ago. And great guy, great kid, man. And I say kid because he's, he's in his 20s. And, you know, this business was blowing up, right? I mean, I finally was doing everything right where the investors were coming in. Never thought I'd be in a position where I actually was receiving more money than I could go spend, mm-hmm. right? Good problem to have, yeah. but also equally as terrifying. Mm-hmm. Turns out when people want to give you a couple hundred million, they don't go, hey, let me know how it goes, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they got their hands so far up my ass, I felt like a ventriloquist, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, whoa. I mean, I'm answering. I spent two hours on the phone with an attorney going over one word in a contract, right? I mean, it's just all these different parts. And But I was like, hey, a part of us being able to scale is I was like, you, you're going to have to stop doing this part time. You're going to have to be full time. Mm-hmm. I will help you build a company. I built a lot of successful companies, mm-hmm. but I screwed up more companies than I built that were successful. So I know what not to do, mm-hmm. right? And and and, and I, so for 90 days leading up to it, I was like, I was like, hey man, mm-hmm. come mid in August. I'm going to need you to be full time. And mm-hmm. if you're not, then it's not because of my lack of love for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've invested a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And spend a lot of money with you doing my properties, but if you're not going to make that jump, I'm going to have to move on. Mm-hmm. And so Sunday, I get an email from him. That was the only part I was a little disappointed in him if he's listening to this. And because when we do get to see each other face to face, I plan on having this conversation face to face. Is mm-hmm. after paying you a bunch of money, investing a lot of time in you, you couldn't pick up the phone and call me. You had to send me an email. That. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. That one that one irked me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the curse of that created a blessing of, well, I'm not going to sit around and wait because as business owners, right, mm-hmm. we don't have the luxury of a thing called time. No. Right? Mm-hmm. We got to figure it out, and we got to figure it out quick. Mm-hmm. And so I happened to have an old Marine Corps buddy. So this was Sunday. By the way, mm-hmm. we're not talking weeks ago. I'm mm-hmm. talking about this past Sunday. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Two hours before an old Marine Corps buddy gets into town, He who had just – Lost his job. <laughs> he was running a nonprofit up in Montana, mm-hmm. and and he was working with another friend, mm-hmm. right? And his friend, after a week after he closed on his house there, he this friend fired him, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Also, Marine Corps buddy. I mean, things happen, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing. So that's why I say, look, partnerships can be really, really. Mm-hmm. They can be. Re- they're. They're. Let me let me phrase it this way. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it's like to be in a marriage when it's bad because a marriage is tough enough when it's great like I have it, right? Mm -hmm. It's constant work. It's constant curating. It's constant, Mm -hmm. am I doing the right thing? Mm -hmm. Holding each other accountable Mm -hmm. that I can't imagine what it's like when it's 
contentious or mm-hmm. divorce or any of these other things or abusive mm-hmm. or whatever else. I can't even fathom that thought when it's this hard being when it's great, mm-hmm. right? So same thing with business partnerships and relationships. But saying I use, everything that's a blessing is a curse. Everything that's a curse is a blessing. So the mm-hmm. curse of him hitting me with that and, and, you know, and I was a little curious. So when I was... When I flew in yesterday morning, I had already had scheduled a dinner with him that we were going to have a real talk of going, hey, man, you got 48 hours to give me a real, real no kidding answer on you want to go do this or not. Mm. Right. And and so getting that email. But Chris was coming into town and I was just like, hey, your timing couldn't be more impeccable. Do you want to go build a company together? And he was like, what? what? And I was like, yeah, let's go build a company. And mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, by the way, this startup, we've already got the book of business. Mm-hmm. A lot of startups don't have that already book of business, right? right? Yeah. You got to, right. hey, let's get together, form it, and then let's go look for the bit. I was like, we've already got it, which evolved into another Marine Corps buddy of ours mm-hmm. who's been doing some 1099 work. And mm-hmm. so yesterday morning when we both got up at four, he was driving back to Texas I didn't want to make the drive, so I was like, well, I'm going to go drive 45 minutes to Rango's airport and take an hour and a half flight. (laughs) And and so, but on the way there, I called our other buddy, Eric, and uh, who's been on my show, and I just said, hey, I've talked to Chris with this. It's Chris's to turn down, but if he does, turn it down. Do you want it? And he was like, yeah, let's go talk yesterday afternoon. And then, but it quickly evolved into, you know what actually would make this better is both of y'all are like Laura and I. Mm-hmm. Chris, you're the me in this, and you're going to go, and you're going to drive in the business. Mm-hmm. But your ability to give a shit about details and rules don't matter, just like me. <laughs> Kaz cares about details and rules. He's like, Laura, that's what makes it really good. You two should talk about that. And then this morning, because I was like, hey, either way, guys, by Saturday, I need an answer because I'm on a I'm on a tempo of buying two houses a week, and that stops until I have this mm-hmm. s- solution. And I was like, so if you do agree with it, it starts that day. And so this morning they were both like, we're in. And I was like, cool. So it's the blessing for them because they are. They're going to take mm-hmm. it, and they're going to kill it. And the curse for the young man is and, and, because when the three of us were talking this morning, mm-hmm. They were like, man, we need to tell him thank you because he doesn't realize that he literally had a multi-million dollar company overnight. Multi-million dollar company. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just billable stuff over the next four months is in the tune of $250,000. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of money, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and by the way, that's just over the next four months. That, I mean, with, you know, we'll bore you with all the details of what we're mm-hmm. Creating here because that'd be a whole other episode itself, probably a series of six. Is <laughs> at least a story that you can tell. Right. Story. <laughs> hey, 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 don't think that I have not been paying attention, gentlemen. <laughs> and uh, don't think that we aren't going to be talking again very soon on this. Uh, but it was okay, guys, hot and fast. Let's go. We've already got it together because, and actually, I was really glad I said yes this morning because. I'm going to record one more after you guys, and then I got to go meet the big money investors, mm-hmm. right? Uh, to go walk some of these properties and say, "Hey, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing." And so we're able to do that. But the good thing is, is the thing I know about these two guys because we were all Marines together. I trust them, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, look, it goes I've, back to trust. It goes back yeah, to trust, trust every time, 
right? And then now I'm going to look at them and be like, hey, by the way, I got I, I got the dynamic duo that can tell our story, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how that's how all this comes together, right? And then it goes fast, you know, and, and both of these guys are are beside themselves like, wow, this is this is really going to happen. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is in. This is it. This is how this works. This is how this happens. Mm-hmm. And then they trust me mm-hmm. to go, hey, you said that this can work. We've seen you make other things work. So we know we trust you. Aside mm-hmm. from the Marine Corps stuff, right? Mm-hmm. To go, let's go take this and kill it and rock it, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's, so what really is funny is when one door opens, one door closes, another one opens. Mm-hmm. When th- one thing seems like a curse, the other one is half full. Or as my audience has heard me say probably a thousand times, some people, the glass is half full. Some people, the glass is half empty. And then the engineer says the glass is wrong size. And so that's really great. And you know what? I do believe that when you have great people mm-hmm. that are, that we're all surrounded. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. like, we were going to be in this room or another room. Yep. You had already been in one room, and mm-hmm. you know before. Regardless, of because when you, when we're we're all the same, right? Yeah, that's it. Right? Mm-hmm. We we have more inches in common yes. than we do miles. That's yes, the, right. That's it. And mm-hmm. it's because of those inches that we go, man, this is great. And then the timing of you guys being here is a, oh yeah, hey, by the way, guys. We're gonna need some extra money because we need these guys to go tell the story on this. <laughs> and uh, and that's that's what makes things really, really cool is because mm-hmm. if if more folks did like what we're doing here mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. guess what? There's always gonna be bad things in this world, there's always yeah. gonna be hate in this world, there's always gonna be all that. Mm-hmm. The world would be a hell of a lot better, wouldn't it? Yeah. So it, yeah, I think it is so hard to, to hate someone that you actually sit down and talk with. It really it is. If yeah. someone who's willing to share their story with you, it's hard to hate them. It really uh, is. Yeah, so it's a, that's just uh, such a profound thing on that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so your guys' company, mm-hmm. right? Y'all are y'all are rocking it. Y'all are doing it. Where is your company a year from now? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. I, I I would say a year from now, we are helping even more people writing books, writing white papers, customer success stories. We're just helping out even more. We're expanding our network, meeting more people like yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're starting to have the word of mouth business mm-hmm. where people are coming to us. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're being very aggressive in trying to get our message out about the company. Mm-hmm. I see, I see more people coming to us because mm-hmm. they've heard about the great work that we're that we're doing. That's always the goal. So, like any good business folks, right? You're hyper focused, right? Hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. So what what does the picture of the ideal client look like for you? Give me a couple bullet points. So the audience yeah. out there listening right now is like, oh, wait right. a minute, check, check, check. Hey, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I fit what they're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say are some of the highlights of who it is that you're looking for? What kind? Yeah, yeah. Give, yeah. Me, give me some highlights. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, and, and, and you'll mm-hmm. yeah, chime in with, yeah. with what you want, but I, I want a company that feels like they're stagnant. They feel like they're in a commodity type business. They've kind of lost that, lost that, lost a passion, and and they want to be able to find an edge over their competition. We can help them out because then it's just a matter of telling your story to kind of get you, get you to the next level. In addition to that, looking at more individuals on just the more of the book writing practices, that we want those those folks who are you know they, they want to make that move in the company. They, they care about their brand, about who about how people perceive them. They either, you know, getting ready to want to go on a speaking a public speaking tour or they want to start, you know, a podcast or like that and they're looking to enhance their credibility 
that's when we want them to come to us, that we can help them with, with several things, creating that manuscript to write their life, to write their story, or if they have a new, if they have to, a new process of how they want to go about doing things, and they need help explaining that, or they invented something new and they need help explaining that. That's so those are the type of folks that we want that we want coming to us and just really saying, you know what, I have a great, I got this great concept and all these great stories to tell, but you know what, I've been sitting there trying to write this book for five years. Oh, we get that a lot. Yeah, and yeah. I just like, I do, like something happens and I really just want to get, I really want to get, the, come to us and we are going to use our skills and talents to help you tell your story because in the end, it is your story that we're telling. And we're going to do what we can to make sure that we understand and really care about your story, to make sure it's told from a point of view that you're proud of, that you that yeah, just really just, you know, wells you up to say, like, you know, I can't it, honestly what the best compliment for us is like, I really can't believe that my story is excellent. But this is me. But it just, you know, almost doesn't even feel like me. It feels like, you know, like like. Uber me, yeah. <laughs> something like that. And this is something that yeah. we that those are some of the best compliments that we have uh, that we've that we've gotten when they when they see that and actually go through it and see you know what this is this is so important to me. This is something that you know that my kids can actually see. You know what their mother or father was this. They they meant something in this world. They did something in this world. They tried them. They tried. They left. They came and left the ground better than they found it. So. Mm-hmm. And this is, and this helps encapsulates that. So, mm-hmm. so we we tell stories for individuals, what Jared is talking about with the books, mm-hmm. and we also tell stories for for companies, mm-hmm. companies trying to separate themselves from others, mm-hmm. and we tell stories for individuals. Yes, um, give me give me an example on one for a company. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're just starting out, and you've got a business plan, you've got the funding, but now you need to be able to set the stage for your marketing initiatives and all the other things that kind of come with it. You need to have a good white paper. A white paper kind of just spells everything out. It talks about who has your money. Those are your customers. Mm-hmm. How are they going to pay you or why should they pay you? Well, those are your differentiators. Those are those things that tackle Michael Porter's five forces. So, oh. you know, all of those different issues, that's spelled out in your white paper, mm-hmm. right? And then you take that white paper. That's like your, that's your main document. Man, your company is set up. Once you have a good white paper, mm-hmm. you've got your blueprint for everything else you do. Yeah. Your marketing initiatives, your social media strategy, everything. It's and all one one document. You're ready to. In addition to that, there's also customer success stories that we that we can write. That basically we are able to go out and talk to your customers, and they are the best advocates to explain those are your how ambassadors. you do the ambassadors yeah. of how you do your business. Why does this? Why did I choose this company over their competition? How, what was the experience like working with said company, with your company? And just really having, having that piece, have that capture. That's, that's ever, what, what's a term called evergreen marketing. It's something that you can actually use throughout because it really encapsulates, encapsulates your process of what you're trying to sell. It answers that question. What we said in the beginning, why does my company exist? This helps those customer success stories. Your, you exist through the eyes of your customers. You perceive through the eyes of your customers that if they can tell, if they can advocate for you, that is the best marketing you can have. I don't care how many, you know, uh, Facebook ads you put out, how many YouTube videos you put out. If you don't have those customers really singing your praises in more than just a paragraph YouTube, uh, Yelp post. <laughs> right. It's uh, what's that we uh, one thing to talk about what Jason would like to talk about also is the fact is that, yeah, social media is great, but social media is just a tool. You could have, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Yelp, 
Twitter, all that. All that is just a tool. Unless you have a solid story to input into that tool, it is useless to most people. You gotta have a, you gotta have a story worth sharing. Yes, you gotta yeah. have the story. It has right to be first. shaped properly. Right. Yeah, and we can help people shape and craft that story to it is you know to where it's mo- it's most effective. Yeah, when I was at the editor of the uh, Dallas Business Journal, we well Dallas, North Texas, we have so many middle market companies. I mean, thousands of these wonderful companies. You know, ten million to seven hundred fifty million in mm-hmm. revenue or so. And, and a lot of them are kind of commoditized. The only thing separating one from the other is a story that, that, that's being told about it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's how they go from good to great. That's how they be able to make, that, make the leap. They, they have to have their story expand beyond the confines mm-hmm. of, of their local circle, and they mm-hmm. have to be able to get it out. And, and it mm-hmm. takes experts to be able to, be able yeah. to help you do that. So... Your guys' timing is impeccable. Okay. I am not just intrigued, but fascinated by the both of you. Not just what y'all do and how you do it, but just both of y'all as business partners, your your stories and everything else. And just that, that very word we were talking about, trust. Like, I feel that just sitting in the presence of you guys, just that trust. I have an issue. Mm-hmm. And the issue came from a place of ego. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about kind of my journey, how to get to where I'm at and mm-hmm. whatnot. And then when my wife sold uh, her company to Sotheby's and agreed to stay on and manage, mm-hmm. and then a year later, after I had completely shit the bed, she said, why don't you get a license and come help me? And then after my first 90 days, I was like, man, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And even though I had done an executive MBA and taken a marketing class, apparently didn't pay attention in that marketing class and decided to call this thing the Span Group. Mm-hmm. And I called it the Span Group because it was me and Laura Span. Well, it has since evolved into that. And even though we've been number one year after year, and even though We've been number one in the most outgoing referrals to other Sotheby's offices. Mm-hmm. They even featured us on the, they do a, every 18 months a global networking event mm-hmm. and they showcased Laura and I for being very successful at it. But I'm coming up on a pigeonhole real quick because there's a lot more people that are a part of this team that are not spans. Yes. <laughs> and I don't want to do real estate for the rest of my life. Right. But the fear and issue I have is if I change, and I know, and I've had this conversation for a while, Laura and I talk about this all the time, it's like the worst mistake I ever made, right, was calling this thing the span group, which I would have called it something else Mm -hmm. that doesn't give people the assumption that they have to have a span, Mm -hmm. because guess what? Mm -hmm. They're more likely going to deal with someone that is not a span, and by the way, that's a good thing because they're a lot better at it than we are. Yes. <laughs> and, and so I've had this branding dilemma weighing on me for the last two years because my fear, right, mm-hmm. we've talked about that dirty little four-letter word, yeah. mm-hmm. is making a branding change could potentially cost me a 
a volume of business because mm-hmm. you go through that chasm to get back up to the mm-hmm. other side of the creek there. You got to go through that fear trench mm-hmm. to get to the other side. I'm sitting here thinking that I got I got I got two gentlemen that can probably help us out with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Help us navigate that. Yeah. And that is when we wrap up this show. I want that conversation to continue mm-hmm. to help over the next two years get us get us there okay i mean man i mean i i I heard what you guys have said and i need your help okay i need your help come come help me navigate that because you know what my team deserves a brand that represents all of us Mm -hmm. not with a brand that just has my last name on it Mm -hmm. right y'all y'all up for that oh yeah 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 yeah. uh, you want to bring your customers on the journey with you yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and the way they get hooked is it's through your story yep that's yeah, definitely right. felt like yeah, you know, we 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 we'll strap on our capes and you know we're coming to the rescue rescue right. on that. That's hey, what I'm <laughs> Come strap, mama. <laughs> like having a tiger by the tail. <laughs> so, and, and I'm serious about this. I'm I'm absolutely 100 yeah. percent serious about this because that has been my internal struggle mm-hmm. for for two years of going, why the hell did I did it? You know, and I did it out of ego. Mm-hmm. I'll be the first to admit, right? Biggest liar in the room is one in the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to have a real conversation going, yeah. you did that because of that little dirty three-letter word, mm-hmm. ego, yeah. right? And then now my, my team is is the one our clients want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Not me. I'm yeah. not that detail-oriented. Hell, I don't even like showing houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I get bored real easy. I'm like, hey, look, man, I've looked at so many houses, man. You've seen them once. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. That paint is ugly as hell. Yep. That was, yep. uh, yep. I can really care a lot. There's a door, there's a wall. There yeah, that's what I'm saying. The roof works. <laughs> yep. Is that, you know, they're, 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 our, our clients deserve mm-hmm. that. Not just our present and past mm-hmm. clients, but our future clients. So we're going to continue this conversation mm-hmm. and you guys are going to help us in that journey and get there. Oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're excited. We're excited for it. Yeah. I love, love it. To work with One you, of the man. things that we, we did to mm-hmm. check our egos is we call ourselves storytellers. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everybody who comes in the company, whether you've been in from the beginning like Jared and I or you just got in, mm-hmm. you're a storyteller. You know, we don't walk around. I'm mm-hmm. CEO, president, vice president. I'm a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Storyteller. Yeah. Know? And for us, that sends a message, and also to our clients, that if if it's a marketing mob storyteller, you're going to get the best. Mm-hmm. And so that that was by design. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm glad we did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, yeah. there's a there's humility that was that goes into it, especially working with a partner. It's like you know what? It's you you got to check the egos because there're going to be some hard times. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, we yeah. had some had yeah. some long talks. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> yeah. a late night, yeah. Yeah. yes, sir. Yes, well, I like to wrap all these up by let's go back to a twenty-year-old self. Mm-hmm. Not that we think that twenty-year-old self would listen to us, but yeah. if but if we had a time machine and we found out that we could take an advantage of going back for five minutes to have a conversation mm-hmm. with twenty-year-old self to mm-hmm. say, I heard a rumor that you're willing to listen to future self on one thing and one thing only. Mm-hmm. Jason, what would that be? Telling 20-year-old self. Be bold. Be bold. I think the 20-year-old self uh, was nervous. He cared too much about what people thought about him. If I could counsel him, I would say, be bold. Just, just, just be bold. Yeah, don't stress. Be bold. I think that's it. Sound advice. 
That's a big bar to it's level big, up right there. Well, well, you got, well, you got a big fella. Well, for me, I would tell my 20-year-old self to listen to what is something that my eighth grade teacher taught me when I was, you know, my mom was in Desert Storm. We were, we, my brother and I, we had to go to, uh, what's saying, go to the, the Tampa, Florida for a couple of months. And there was only four months there. But this teacher taught me something which has, which I teach my kids now. He gave me a phrase. He said, never wait for someone to give you a chance. The measure of true greatness is to create your own chances. I would tell my 20 year old self to listen to those words, actually live those words. Don't wait until you're in your 40s to start taking, create your own chances and just follow the path that has been laid out. Create the own chance, create your own chances now. So that's what I would tell myself. Hmm? Man. Yeah. Talk about dropping wisdom on some yeah. audience. Also, right? probably give him some stock tips because. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, go on on Apple. Yes. <laughs> yes. Log on Apple. Yes. Yeah. If you hear a thing called SpaceX, might not be a bad thing. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> although, although Bitcoin, but I don't know, man, yeah. it could be hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. Buy low, sell high. Yes. <laughs> so, so the audience wants wants to learn more about you, your company, how to get in touch with you. Where where do they go? What do they click on? What email, phone number, whatever you guys want to put out there. What do you? All right, you can go to www.themarketingmab.com. Marketingmab.com. Yes, the marketing. That's us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, and you can also find us on LinkedIn. Search the Marketing Mob on LinkedIn, or you can contact uh, contact at themarketingmob.com is uh, going to be our the way you can reach us, and then you know phone numbers, and everything else will be on there. Mm-hmm. Well, and for the audience that's out there listening right now, mm-hmm. in case you missed that, you can always go to our website, myexperiencerealtor.com. Click on podcast. Mm-hmm. Go down to read more with Jason and Jared, and mm-hmm. we'll have all these connections on there. And as usual, if you're looking to buy and sell real estate anywhere on the planet, go to that landing page. Click find a trusted professional, and we'll get you someone that's not a moron. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I know it doesn't sound really professional. Laura gets really annoyed. That's the whole reason I do that. But, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that don't mm-hmm. deliver value. We're going to make sure we find you someone that does mm-hmm. gentlemen thank you for coming on the show thank, thank you, you. Man, appreciate it what do you think guys <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. good stuff well yeah, yeah.